like Tucker, I'm Todd. Hi, Todd, I'm Tucker. Welcome to the Tucker and Todd Show. Tucker and Todd can't be bothered to record an introduction to the show so you get one from me. I'm the free intern and producer, Craig. Tucker is the short one and Todd is the ginger. Now listen to these idiots using their imaginations. Good boy. I'm glad to see everyone is present. Yeah, they both came in together. Alright, hello, hello, good evening, and welcome. I need to. I can't think when I have both headphones on. Okay. I'm losing you. Wow, that was very strange. What's happening? Did you did did you hear any of that? What what happened is you went very quiet, and then everything you did say all came out at once, in like a super ultra fast forward horror show. Okay, I wonder if something is going on with my internet signal. I'm tempted to blame Discord. Maybe it could be blamed. Let's, actually, yes, it's Craig's fault. Craig! Exactly. Craig is a an incompetent fool, an idiot, and, uh, well, he's got bad programming. I thought we'd already decided to blame Discord. We never should have gone to Craig's list to get him. We we might actually have to go there more. That's one of our more listened to episodes, and I think the reason is because Craig Kakowski, I think maybe it's somebody else. There's a podcast called Craig's List. Interesting. You think we we squeezed out a little bit on that name recognition? I think a little bit. I think some people find it when searching for it. Well, They're like improv comedians, and they do a. Uh, uh, I've never seen it before. List of movies podcast and it's Craigslist. Well, that's one thing we can definitely never do then. Stream movies or uh, review, I guess review movies. We can never review movies with that particular context. Oh, true. I do. <laughs> as I'm munching on my chocolate. <laughs> I do think now, though, that I'm going to add to our list of premises that we should do a movie review spoof of some sort. Oh yeah, what what kind? What do you think? What are you thinking about that? Well, I don't know if I would want to go to it as fast as I liked the idea of doing a React spoof. So if we're gonna come up with the pre- if we're gonna go off of a premise right now, I'd rather do that one. The React spoof, where we we react to someone's reaction. Well, I'm not sure if we are reacting to someone's reaction. I I I purely want to do a tongue-in-cheek like i want the joke to be that we're using a clickbaity title well i mean we don't really have a choice clickbait is the way i mean i haven't been trying too hard to be clickbaity but i want to be clickbaity with this one and so well, that's a joke and so i would want it to be i would want the title to be something us reacting to something that is very search engine optimized like something that's very trendy like constantly like minecraft or something like that is Minecraft still search engine trendly? I believe so, yeah. I have no idea. We're, how how would we figure out what is? Let me let me, let me do a top trending Google. There's there's some metric somewhere that I'm not privy to. Well, I mean there's literally trends.google.com. 
Oh, but that's like looking up specific things. Let me let me do a little bit of research because I'm curious about this. Borat two. Borat two. Where we react to Borat two. No, now I'm looking at movie searches for uh, Google's year in 2020. I don't have that on. Is that for Canada? Yeah, just trending wedding in Canada. Okay. Is there a world option? Uh, Google Trends. Yeah, you change the blue thing. Global. Oh, among us. Oh yeah. Oh, that's a good point. We're, Minecraft isn't I don't, on there for 2020. Yeah, we're not gonna go do Among Us until uh, until it's old and nobody likes it anymore. We'll revive it. Good point. I mean, should we do? <laughs> do hey, do... hey, there's the wet ass Pacific right number one in lyrics. lyrics. <laughs> That'll be a clickbaity one. We'll have to call it the WAP. WAP. Do you remember when everybody was reacting? Back in the day, the original reactions was, I think, two girls, one cup. That was, in fact, a shock video, although there were plenty of reactions to that shock video. Well, that's the thing. Had anybody, but the, I, that was, I think, the first time I remember seeing people online, because that was around 2005. I feel like that was around the time that you started seeing reaction videos was two girls with one cup was there a shock video before that that had such a trending reaction reaction i i don't think there was one that became quite so widely known that one was particularly famous and it was and still is to this day a particularly egregious example of a shock video oh here's the thing so is 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 our reaction that we're actually having like a uh like an allergic reaction so the we, the title is Tucker and Todd react to blank, but blank is an illness that we ha- are having an allergic reaction to. I mean, some of the stuff people react to make me sick. That's for sure. I'm having a reaction. Tucker but, and Todd but, react. But are to we going to get a? Are we going to develop an actual immune response to something that we see on the internet? Tucker and Todd react to identity politics. Wow. My reaction to identity politics is to run the other way. Well, yeah, because you start breaking out in hives. Oh, I somehow managed to bite my tongue as to what else I might be breaking out into. Into song? Yeah, that's where I was going. Me and my melodic voice. I just want to sing. <laughs> I don't like it. But what I do think, rather than react to something directly, which I I think we agreed was just about the lowest tier of content production that was possible. I want to react to somebody's reaction. I want to react to the best reactions we can find. That way it's meta reaction. So is, are we reacting to videos of people having allergic reactions or some sort of like skin? No, no. I think we can be the exclusive owners of allergic reactions out of the reactions. I think we're just going to make fun of other people reacting to actually created content and pretending that it's content. So do do you mean we're actually finding reactions? I don't know if I want to do that. I want it to be completely made up. Well, we can very easily make up some of those low energy reactions. We can just like record them with a couple of stoner voices or something. It can all be purely fictional. Like, we can make a terrible reaction to something, and then we can react to that in character. 
what is so if we are reacting because I, I kind of forgot about that that is actually so many of them end up being because <laughs> the thing is i i for years have watched many reaction channels and subscribed to them i enjoy having my uh ambient friends that i can drop in and out of and never actually have a conversation with but i forgot about no charisma low energy reactions so are we reacting with low energy to low energy reactions I thought we were going to be having allergic reactions to their low energy reactions. Oh, is that okay? So we are watching low energy reactions and then having how do we respond to high energy reactions? Do we see any of those at all? I don't know. I maybe we can see one or two. See, what I'm thinking is that we actually have almost almost like a montage, but it's not a montage. It's it's a series of very short uh scenes of us like we watch a reaction or at least a snippet of a reaction and then we show our reaction and we the idea here i'm having is that we like we start to get itchier as they progress like we start to develop visible hives as we continue to watch these reactions so we're actually having an immune response to them and eventually one of us is going to have to pass out but i'm thinking that that can happen at the high energy moment when we actually see one that like somebody who probably should be doing more than just reaction videos. Well, so, Hmm. I, so as you were saying that you were, cause I was, I, I like that. I like this idea that is getting progressively worse. Is it getting cartoonishly worse? Like first we have hives, then we have these like, crazy sores and we look all flu sick and then we're like in traction and then we're dead with excess fries. Yeah, yeah. I uh, I think there should definitely be at least one cutaway scene where we're bleeding from the eyes, ears, nose and mouth. There's like flies. And then the immediate follow yeah, the immediate follow up scene should be us with like our mouths hanging open with flies buzzing around in and out of them with X's for eyes. And then the dead horse comes in and starts beating us and says, it's not funny, is it? Oh, that just made that even funnier. Is that actually funny? <laughs> is Or is that right now that's funny to me funny? Uh, I don't know, but I like it. Or does something poignant happen? Oh, so if... that zooms out and somebody's reacting to that. Oh, somebody's reacting to our reaction? Yeah, they saw us dead. If if somebody's reacting, if somebody's reacting to our reaction, it should probably be the dead horse reaction. Or actually, maybe the dead horse is one of the reaction channels that we react to. Because I'm not, I can't think of a joke for why the dead, or maybe we can. I can. No, well, now that I think about it, the dead horse would off would definitely have some really low energy. So that that could probably be one of the first things that we look at. Or one of the last things, you know, depending on whether low levels of energy actually makes it more severe of an allergic reaction. Okay, us. I actually I like the idea that the dead horse reacts to something that we've made a joke about too much on Tucker and Todd. That would be Columbo. <laughs> so the dead horse reacts to Columbo doing Mentos and Coke or something like that. I'm not sure. Every one of our Columbo jokes is kind of different. Or is it you saying, now that seems highly unlikely, and the dead horse has a, a lukewarm reaction? I would, I, would be, I would be okay with tearing up that one, although we have still only done it twice. We've only done it twice, but we've only done it twice in two sketches. So if you look at our sketch category, two sketches in a row have that line in it. 
as opposed to if you if you look at our sketch category, technically one hundred percent of our sketches. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that's not going to change. So I kind of like the idea that the well, so what? Like some, I would say like that seems highly unlike, and I can't even finish it because somebody cuts me off and just like stomps all over the joke. Oh, that we're going to be watching several reactions. You you think that the joke is oh Tucker and Todd are watching a dead horse reacting to Tucker and Todd. So that seems like it's the full joke. And then we move on to more scenes of that as because our first reaction to that is go oh, man, are you feeling kind of itchy? Yeah, now that you mention it, I I am really itchy. Put on the next one. What's the next one in the queue? Did you want an actual answer? <laughs> no, no, we get to think about it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, let's move on to the next one. I, I'm sick of this one. This isn't going anywhere. And then next pass, and then we just get worse. The next one is Cowbell reacting to... Actually, no, Cowbell has too much energy to give a low energy reaction. It's the comedian from the last one reacting to his own set. Ooh, that'd be brutal. That 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 comedian from the uh, steakhouse. Yeah, I'm trying to reuse characters. Well, yeah, and uh, the terrible, terrible, terrible comedian is a great character that we can use forever. And comedians are known to review their own material, and so he's watching a YouTube of himself, and then he has so he he's doing a YouTube reaction of himself reacting to his own comedy. I really like having him around because it means no matter what, there's still somebody on the show less funny than us. And so how does he react? It's just lukewarm. Whatever, that can be scripted later. Because I was thinking maybe he commits suicide, but that's too much. That is too much, but he can he can be like... I think his reaction or is, be ex- I mean, almost identical to his performance. Is that funny, though, to have him... A comedian reacts to his own comedy, and he's sitting there watching his own comedy, and it cuts to the set and then it cuts back to just some feet swinging above a chair <laughs> i think that might be a little too dark i i mean i would be amused but at the same time i'd be kind of sad <laughs> yeah okay yeah because he can't die yet that's that yeah but i i think it would be all right if his if his response to his own performance was exactly the same level of energy as his performance just like entirely lukewarm it's just like innocuous oh maybe because he does the he does the sort of the rodney dangerfield before everything and so maybe he watches his performance and his response is pretty much (laughs) it's just the same (laughs) it's just the same thing over and over again (laughs) it's pretty much the exact same thing he even said on screen it's almost it's, it's like a it's like a fucking feedback loop (laughs) that's how that's yeah you know it's that's how the sample starts anything that he has to say he has to get through that preamble okay and so we watched that and we cut away from that and now we have progressively worse symptoms oh yeah watching that guy technically we're watching him twice at once which which is very severe so we we've got like closing up throats and like we've got swollen faces and like just tears streaming out of our eyes and just just it's horrible eyes all puckered up yeah everything is swollen well yeah i'm thinking of how many how many what i lost you symptoms first is itching second is swollen oh yeah uh, here's something else to consider are the symptoms from the previous instance 
still there so we have like them all stacking or do they actually totally replace each other as they go on in my mind they stack as much as they can be visually represented so if we if we were scratch if we were itchy and were scratching some spots in the first one then in the second one we would then be swollen up and itching and scratching those same spots and then so maybe there would be four so the third one would be traction so we're in all sorts of casts and 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 slings and we're swollen and we're itching and scratching and then in the last one we're dead and there's flies eating our wounds all right as much as they can be visually represented they stack yeah i think so i mean i guess the other the other way to represent that would be I feel like it would all have to stay in frame because I'm thinking about like cutting away. Yeah, because we're cutting away each time. Each time we're watching one, we're watching it every one and then we're cutting to us. So it's not like it all happens quickly and rapidly in succession. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not necessarily clear just how much time is passing as we watch these things. So so it cuts away and then it cuts back and we're just worse. Mm-hmm. But I think I think so far we have developed two solid kind of like jokes that don't exactly happen immediately in the first two reactions. So there was the dead horse, and then there was the comedian. The third reaction could be... Oh, the third one could be Fox making Joshua. He's been kidnapped, and he's being... uh, What's it called in... What's it called in what? Clockwork Orange. What's it called when they tape his eyes open? I'm imagining they're making Joshua react to his interview with us. Oh wow, I I I don't remember what they call it. It definitely would have been some kind of like re-education. It's called like Euphoria or you something like that. Got a name for it. Very spooky. So Fox in our sketch kidnapped Joshua, and now they've got him all bound and taped up, and they're making him react to it. The, the YouTube is titled like whistleblower reacts to sabotage or something like that. And they're making Joshua react to his interview with us. All the while they, uh, they give him drugs or something. They've got him hooked up to IVs and they've got his eyelids stapled open and shit. And he's just like, it wasn't me. Finish your cookies, man. Oh, sorry. This is bacon. Where did you get bacon? Uh, when we were restarting our computers, I ran upstairs and I grabbed some bacon. You're just way too snackish. Yeah, I, I like to snack. Loud and long and clear. Yeah, evidently so. All right, so are we then, wait, are we reacting to Joshua reacting to his own interview then? Yeah, because I think they're trying to get him to admit that it was him or something like that, maybe. They're torturing him for some reason because they're Fox. Well, yeah, they have people everywhere. Is that somehow a comment that's made when we see the reaction? Oh, if it is. Oh, wow. They really did have people everywhere. If it is, then we have to do it in a totally deadpan, like monotone. We're just while we're watching, we just both say, oh, they have people everywhere. Not not a whole not not very emotive. Just like say it and then immediately move on. Sweep it under the rug. Okay. And then the final scene, the final reaction. Is that the one of the dead horse? Or did we? I think the dead dead horse was the very first one. Or maybe, yeah, the very. So the third one is Joshua reacting to his interview with us in which you do say, well, that seem highly unlikely. And then the last one will be the dead horse watching 
uh, tip your waitress in which you say that seem highly unlikely. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's a dead horse. Okay, but then what do we fit in earlier if we're going to bump the dead horse to the last of them? I think the first one will be somebody maybe reacting to a new cowbell song, either a new cowbell song or my new Todd and the Tucker song, because I actually have a new hardcore song that I was working on recording, and that could be a cowbell song. Either that or uh, Stan's been doing like some slam poetry. Ooh, interesting. Is Craig watching Stan do poetry? I would love a scene in which uh, we get to have Craig do the reaction to it. He's or is it spicy. the other way around? Oh, do you think Stan you is think, watching Craig? Do you think Craig would actually have this sort of like expressive need to do poetry? He's like, excuse me, ladies and gentlemen, I'm trying out my new AI poetry program. Yeah, a new bit of software. And so is it slam poetry or is it like uh, beep? Everybody's wearing turtlenecks and sunglasses. Oh, how how do they clap for a good show then? Oh, they snap, of course. <laughs> uh, I think Stan should be in the audience, though, and he should be the reaction that we react to. Okay, so is Columbo watching? Uh, interesting. I'm trying to figure out the relationship between Stan and Craig because, like, they're roommates, or are they actually also friends? He's a supportive friend, even though he hates him. He goes well, out and watches. Well, if you if you recall, uh, Craig had Stan held hostage for a while. That's true. So, at the best, they would be frenemies. Oh, are they both at the same event and they're both they're compete they're going up and stands next stands watching backstage as Craig does his drop in set. Oh, that's interesting. So they're competing. What's it called open mic. Yeah, yeah maybe mic. I'm not sure if they're competing, but it's an open mic. It's close enough to a competition that it counts. Did Craig steal Stan's poem? Is that why it's competitive? That's not competitive. That's sabotage, and that's reason for Stan to go to war. Well, Stan has that's, to... If anything, but remember, we're not... The the thing that they're doing has to be boring. So if we make this too interesting, it's going to become its own sketch. <laughs> that's true, but I think this is really interesting. So do I, which means maybe we should bump it into the premise ideas instead. <laughs> that's true. And... Uh, here, I'll just go write that up. In the meantime, continue to expand or consider what we can put in place to so that there's a reaction for us to react. I just want to add to this so that I don't have to type it into the discussions. We can find it in the recording later. I like the idea that Stan has to use, like Craig is Stan's computer when he needs to do computer stuff. So Stan typed his poem into Craig and then Craig went on first and used Stan's poem in the open one more time, I couldn't hear you over the sound of my incredibly noisy mechanical keyboard. Oh, you have a steampunk keyboard? It's so satisfying. It's clickety-clackety, and I think my neighbors can hear it. I've started watching YouTube review. I found a, a channel of a guy that reviews mechanical keyboards, and it is, it's sort of like a uh, an OCD satisfying uh, help-me-fall-asleep thing. Yes, there is something deeply satisfying about the clickety-clack sound. But I need to know what your thoughts were on that poem and how he's using Craig as his personal computer. Oh, yeah. So I was saying that Stan uses Craig as his computer. So he's typed his poem into Craig and then they go to the, the open mic. But Craig goes up first 
And since he has the poem inside him, he just recites Stan's poem and then he gets all the girls and Stan is enraged. The 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 slam poetry, the poetry thing, open mic is now a premise for a sketch. Are we still using this as a quick in and out reaction or are we proposing something else? If we want to use see we can go the other way and have the slam poetry thing actually be the very last part. And then it actually just immediately leaves the previous scene behind and then proceeds into the slam poetry sketch. Oh, I like that because I wasn't super sure because I was going to say that it ends with somebody reacting. I mean, it could still end with somebody reacting and then cut away to that scene. Because it can be like this. We can first react to the comedian reacting to his own set. Then we can react to Joshua being tortured by Fox by being forced to watch his own interview. And then that's that uh, shit. Yeah, that gets I think it gets me to say that seems highly unlikely. And then what is that? Is that is that actually the dead horse reacting to our reaction of Joshua's reaction? Oh, are you saying rather than having several in a row, we're doing Inception, we're coming out layer by layer? Well, well, no. I, the idea was still with the original premise of watching scene by scene and, and getting progressively more sick from them. But I forgot how we connect the dead horse to it because I make a dead horse joke. And then what's the dead? The dead horse is reacting to me. Right. So the so the first one was the comedian reacting to himself. But he's reacting. <clears throat> oh, interesting. Sorry. At the end, I had a dead horse reacts to who was reacting. Oh, it's Joshua reacting to that sketch. And then it's and I just I just remembered that. uh the dead horse is actually reacting to that line I told in a different sketch rather than reacting to me saying it live as I react to a reaction. Right. That was the order. So Joshua is reacting to his his sketch in which you say that seems highly unlikely. And then in the next one, sequentially, a dead horse is reacting to a scene. He's reacting to the uh, tip your cow sketch. A dead horse reacts to a comedy sketch. And that's the one in which at the end you say that seems highly unlikely because that's in our in this sketch that we're talking about right now. We've used you making the same joke twice. So that is our dead horse. Yeah. For a minute, I just got confused and thought that that. Oh, wait, 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 wait. That seems highly unlikely to Joshua. And then the dead horse was actually reacting to me reacting to Joshua. I think we might actually have a better version of it now, though. So the first one is. Joshua reacting to a thing in which you say that seems highly unlikely. The next one is somebody else reacting to the cow sketch in which you say that seems highly unlikely. And then the third one is you reacting because we're watching that video. We are having allergies, so we now have allergies. OK, here we go. This is the third one in which we have allergies and you are reacting to that and saying that seems highly unlikely. And then that zooms out to a cow, uh, a dead horse 
reacting to us reacting to that other sketch and you have said that seems highly unlikely and the dead horse is now reacting to that okay so yeah i like that so the dead horse is reacting to us reacting to a reaction yeah dead horse is reacting to we've got we've taken it back an entire an, an entire new layer yes and man and of course the, the comedian is still in there the, somewhere I, the comedian <laughs> the comedian is there somewhere hmm interesting well no the comedian still has to be like the very first of the reaction videos oh yes the comedian, like, comedian is the goes first, first and then and there's joshua and then there's tip your waitress and then there's me saying that seems highly unlikely after that's already been made twice that joke and then the dead horse reacts to my reaction. And then uh, is, is the that comedian the point where we have X's for eyes? Yeah, why not? Is that the point where we have X's for eyes? And is that the point where we move on to the next video to react to? But it's it's the open mic with Craig and Stan. Okay, so do we have X's for eyes? After the dead horse reacts to us, maybe. I think so. Yeah, it zooms out and it says Tucker and Todd react to a dead horse reacting to Tucker and Todd reacting to etc. <laughs> I like the reactception. And then uh, I guess it it's going to zoom right back into whatever monitor or TV screen that we're watching and then it starts playing the open mic scene. Yeah, maybe we see whatever video we were reacting to as we're dead. We you see the little uh, end screen, the end cards. Uh, watch, click for this playlist, click for this video. Here's the channel button that comes up, that pops up over the end of the video, and it or maybe it's doing like the the next video will start in ten seconds. Yeah, maybe yeah, the autoplay. Yeah, it's doing the autoplay countdown, and then it cuts to the video of uh, Stan and Craig. Are you experiencing more problems? This thing, man. It might not be our night. It's working again now. We'll see how long. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I don't care for whatever Discord's doing though. Should we switch over to Google Sessions or whatever it's called? If it if it keeps doing this, this will be. Yeah. We'll have to consider enslaving ourselves to our Google overlords. Maybe. Or, I mean, the, I mean, we're an hour in. We could have a short episode or a two-part episode. <gasps> Ooh, interesting. But is that as interesting as continuing with uh, Craig and Stan's slam poetry scene? Shall we move on to that? I think we shall. Okay. So, is it a competition? Is there at least a prize for the? Uh, I don't. Applause? I don't know if there's a prize, but there might be a participation trophy. And even if it's not a competition, it's a competition between these two because they're in conflict. Is it about getting the girls? No, but Stan won't be happy that Craig does. Is there something character defining about the girls that it does win him? Is it about? Hmm. Does it all take place at this wherever this uh, open mic is? Yeah, all of it, the whole scene. And so is this scene more about the poetry itself? Are we going to write some very silly poems about something that's going on? Is it telling the story of the conflict between Craig and Stan? And they don't know how to actually communicate it to each other. So they're, they're using their poetry to passively, aggressively argue about some 
domestic dispute that they have? Well, they might be. But the thing is, is Craig has stolen Stan's poem and he's using it as his own. So Stan has no material and Craig didn't make any of his own material. So I don't know if they're it's going to qualify as them passing notes to each other. Oh, interesting. So is it a whole scene where so Craig has gone up and said this poem. Now he's like sitting with his arms around two girls and they all they're all into him. And Stan goes up and he's sort of choking because he doesn't have any material. And Craig's sort of like jeering at him like, oh, man, look at this loser. Doesn't even have a poem prepared. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking asshole. (laughs) (laughs) And then Uh... so Stan actually like erupts and and goes on a tirade where he condemns Craig for all of his his uh, faults and and shortcomings and everybody's blown away. They think it's his poem they, they all start snapping. They think it's the most amazing poetry they've ever heard. OK, so does it, his tirade starts and of course it, it starts a little rocky, but as it gains momentum, does he start speaking in rhyme? Yeah, I think so. Like imagine if he started delivering his entire rant in iambic pentameter. I'm really liking that. It's like a John Dunce on it. So so once it picks up steam, then it becomes material. And that means we would then actually have to write not one, but two poems. Well, I'm thinking that the first one is very like freeform and very we're sort of mocking freeform poetry. And it's very, yeah, man, fuck those people. I mean, thank you for listening. Yes, I want to make fun of freeform poetry. My heart. It was flood. It's basically a William Shatner impression. The whole poem is a William Shatner impression. I would love to make fun of William Shatner too. William Shatner's there snapping. If if a character that is vaguely reminiscent of William Shatner is uh, featured, he will simply be known as the Shat. <laughs> I like the idea that Shatner is in some sort of band called I Shat Myself. (laughs) Uh, That's crude, but funny. So Craig goes up and reads his... Oh, man, you went in and out. Yes, that time by my own doing. Okay, let's let's wrap up this scene. Yeah, so so the first time... Craig reads Stan thing freeform and then Stan goes up and reads it. He comes, he improvs a tirade on the spot, which ends up being iambic pentameter, which is no problem. Yeah. Now, are we going to make it rhyme? Yeah. Rhyming is the easiest thing in the world. Okay. The, the, uh, I agree that the iambic pentameter will be more complex than making it rhyme. It all sorts of falls into place. All right. So what happens at the conclusion of Stan's rant, or does he even get to actually finish it? I think he does, because I, I was seeing that the, I think he gets to finish it, and then there's a couple beats of silence, and then everybody is blown away by it. But does Craig get a comeuppance? Does he get some? Does he actually win over the girls with that? They're now interested in him. Craig sit there with his mouth agape, or does he get some sort of like record deal or something? Well, I. Uh... I assume that the, the the girls that Craig currently has his little robot arms around abandon him and then flock to Stan. I think, yeah, like that make that make that makes sense that that should be the point. But then, but then something should happen that 
makes the girls look at Stan and go, and then leave. Hmm, maybe he and Craig should have some sort of conversation where they make amends, and then when the girls overhear them both kind of like revealing how sleazy and shitty they both are, then they're no longer interested in either of them. Oh, does does Stan invite Craig back to the studio to do horrible things to both of these girls, or what? That seems like a Columbo thing to do. That does. I'm thinking... Well, because the, they somehow reveal, Craig reveals that he stole Stan's poem. And so the girls don't like him because of that. But Stan reveals that he's like, oh, that's OK. I only wrote it because I wanted to bring these broads back and smash. Yeah, that's probably the simplest way to put it. And then the girls are both sitting there watching them. They've got looks of disgust and then they leave. Well, yeah, they're 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 overhearing it. He's not exactly saying it for them to hear. No, of course not. He didn't know that they were overhearing it. All right, so they hear it, and then they leave in disgust, and then it's just Craig and Stan in there. Everybody else is filed out as well. Oh, does everybody hear it? Is it one of those they accidentally leaned on the PA system or something like that? I love those. I think that's exactly what should happen, and it should definitely be Craig's fault because he's like a wireless device, and he just taps into it. Oh, he... Craig... Uh, what's his name? Stan is like aggressively poking Craig. He's pointing at him and he put, he point points, pokes down his finger like aggressively and it hits a button on Craig, which turns him into a loudspeaker. It connects him to the PA system. They don't know it though. Okay. Or at least they don't immediately know it. Like, cause if, if Craig himself just becomes a loudspeaker, all they have to do is stop talking immediately, but they need to complete an entire small conversation. I'm trying to think now. Is it the scene where he backs up and accidentally like stands on on the actual PA mic? Boop! Way hit the button, or does he link into the system somehow? Yeah, I I, I like that uh, Stan is hitting his buttons, and if one of them caught turns on like his Bluetooth. Oh, okay, that, that's easy. Perfect, connects yeah. to the PA. It doesn't need to make perfect sense, because then we can just do a little Bluetooth signal uh, logo symbol thing. Your imagination does the rest of the work. It makes perfect sense. And so they have their little conversation. Look, I, all I was trying to do is get, get my dick wet. Yikes, that's just ugly. I feel like it does need to be sort of vulgar and unfeeling. Yeah, it it should be because in this instance, they're both basically being painted as the villain and everybody else leaves in, in disgust. Well, because he's got his little logo. Has his logo changed at all? Is it still a trash can? He's like, I want to get some stank on this stank. He points to his belly. Yikes. He really is a gross little creep. I want to roll around in the trash, if you know what I'm saying. What a bad little bear. Balls deep in the trash can. Now, now, now you're just making him awful. I don't know how awful he is. I feel like I drew him to be awful. He is awful. Like, he smokes too much. He drinks too much. He's just a generally unpleasant little creature. Okay, and so everybody's disgusted. Everybody files out. Do they? Does it just end on them? Kind of like they have a line for each other, and then it's done. Or do yeah, we have a sequence much. from I'm there. I'm not sure. I'm not sure what else to do with that besides like to walk them out of the building and send them home to the studio. Oh, does it have kind of a? They disappear into the shadows over the horizon, making like rhyming jabs at each other. To stay on theme. Oh, you mean they they kind of continue off into the sunset while doing their little rhymes? 
yeah the the sound kind of like the volume fades out as they disappear into the sunset being poetic but hating each other yes that's they basically leave as they came in you know what pal with dumb poems you're a real expensive spirit and a waste of shame what does that even mean well it's a reference to a shakespeare sonnet but uh the sonnet is referring to the feeling you get after you ejaculate shakespeare's a creep (laughs) it was a pretty much a creep yeah theater yeah and then shakespeare's their creepy ringleader i like this idea shakespeare as and his uh theater dorks as jesus and the the apostles interesting are we gonna are we gonna (laughs) gonna add religion I'm yes, not going to be adding that to the premises, though. Shall we do one more little bitty thing off of the list? Yes, let's try. Oh, I mean, should we try to do this identity thing or should we try to do that when we have a lot of energy at the beginning of another episode? Identity thing? Yeah, the I identify as a good comedian. Oh, that one probably requires good energy at the start of the sketch. <laughs> yeah. We could do Fargo shock jocks. Do you want to work on that one a little bit? Yes. Let's talk about our Fargo guys. I love them. I like <laughs> like that Fargo is just an entire. It is an entire identity for the people in our universe. It's an entire class of people. <laughs> it's a t- I, yeah, it is a, a classification. So I said Fargo shock jocks who are trying to be shocking but they're overly sheepish about fairly mild jabs and they say things like frickin and heck you said so are they oh jo- yeah they gotta say heck you know they're, are they joe and ted yes they need to be really mousy and and kind of bashful about it and so they have their old-fashioned soundboard the one bit that i said was uh yeah that's right ted I was downer of the Hooters, and let me tell you, I wasn't exactly being a gentleman, if you'll follow me. And then they have their Awuga soundboard. Awuga! Suika. <laughs> I want to know exactly what he did that was ungentlemanly, so I can know exactly how benign it was. Okay, so I'm not sure if we see the... Do he we see the... smiles at his waitress. Or maybe his wife has some sort of rule of a thing that he's not allowed to do. Did he make eye contact? I don't know. He smiled at a waitress. I'm not sure. Is this is a situation? Is it actually Hooters? I'm not sure. Is he saying that or is he referring to a place that he calls the gentleman's club? But then it is just a Hooters or something like that. Or maybe it's not even a Hooters and it's actually just a Denny's with one pretty waitress. Oh, does so he's like maybe he's bragging it for so that you know I was down there at the gentleman's club and they're all ho, 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 and he quickly like backtracks. He's like, Well, you know, it's not actually the gentleman's club. But I call it the gentleman's club because of that they're, you know, not naming any names or anything. That young Bessie they got down there, it's cowbell. Okay, so we've got our very nice and polite young men who uh visited the gentleman's club or at least one of them did and he was less than a gentleman because he left a particularly big tip by three whole percent 
Oh, is that yeah. what it is? He's saying I was at the gentleman's club and he's like, well, you know, it's not actually the gentleman's club, but I call it the gentleman's club. And actually, if I could be perfectly honest, I'd like to think that I was be quite the gentleman, because the point is, if I could be so uh, bold as to say that I would left a tip of more than how much? Three percent higher than the average rate. So I guess I guess he tipped 18 percent. Is it about the tip? Did he do something wholesome and he's trying to brag that it wasn't? Yeah, he left a nice tip for the waitress and he's pretending that he was, you know, tipping an entertainer. He, he slipped her a couple of extra bills. Oh, is he saying that he slipped her a couple of extra bills and then Joe or Ted or whoever the opposite, whoever the opposite one is, the other is kind of giggling, going like, oh, what did she do to her in that? And he's like, well, she brought me my milk. She filled his cup of coffee twice. Yeah, she she brought me two refills and I didn't even have to ask, you know. Yeah, I think that's going to be basically how that sketch proceeds is that they they kind of build up with like suggestive talk and then they immediately have a, a terrible letdown by explaining exactly what happened. And is it so is it each time that one wants more details asking, is it this, is it that? And then they have to go, they have to relent. Or are they backtracking and correcting themselves because of their own remorse? I think they're they're trying to deliver a shocking, titillating, rude, or otherwise entertaining story. And then one of their co-hosts just asks a couple of questions that result in the systematic dismantling of the entire premise. Okay. So the first one is the Gentleman's Club. Maybe that'll, I mean, maybe are these going to have to, as we establish the joke, maybe they get more severe each time. Is one of them like the, I, ha, I had to go see the quote unquote doctor. I had to go see my quote unquote doctor. What's, what's a doctor in quotes? Uh, a drug dealer. But if, if that wasn't obvious enough off the bat. That's what I assumed it was. But do these guys really have drug dealers? Well, no, they don't. But th maybe that one would be implying that he was like, oh, you did, did you? You were about to go get all looking for a night out in the town or whatever. He's like, no, I had the sniffles or whatever. Lower back pain. Yeah, my sciatica was acting up. Yeah, lower back pain. That's what it always is. And you know what? Maybe it was medical marijuana. But instead of like getting high, he just like had half of it and fell asleep in a big chair. The big comfy armchair. Yeah, you know he's got one. What's something else unsavory? Oh, is the third one? Uh, is do we end on a subversion or do they stay? Are these going to be recurring characters? <laughs> I think they I probably think we will end, end up on scenes. a subversion where he starts with something that sounds benign, and then upon further questioning, it actually becomes shocking. But what 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 could that be? Something that starts benign rather than starts shocking. And then progressively, it becomes shocking. Unlike everything else, it becomes So totally does he innocuous. describe something that starts benign and becomes shocking, or does it just... Um, the starting point has to be innocuous. Like maybe the wife and I went to marriage counseling? They actually went to a fucking swinger party. I don't know. I think a swinger's party seems like a pretty shocking thing for a mousy married couple to do. I think it would be. I'm just trying to think of how it develops, how the conversation develops. Well, obviously, first, 
the co-host asks what therapist they went to, what counselor. And then, of course, he says, oh, it was, uh, it was, I don't know, insert somebody's name. Maybe it was Ed, Ed and his wife. Ed and his wife, they, they're both counselors? Uh, yeah, they do, uh, visits in, in their house. Yeah, they do house calls. Yeah, we, we went over to, uh, Ed's house for, uh, counseling. And then it progresses from there where he says that there were actually other couples there getting counseled too. Possibly makes a reference to another couple that everybody oh, on the show therapy. actually knows. Yeah, group therapy over at Ed's house. But it was, it was group therapy for couples. And, and, uh, partway through everybody swaps spouses for counseling. Yeah, you know, about halfway through everybody swaps. Like testimony? No, spouses. Are we talking about counseling still? Well, I call it counseling. I counseled her plenty. Counselor, I hardly know her. <laughs> the boys have to make that joke for sure. Well, I knew her afterwards. Actually, maybe that's first. Yeah. Actually, uh, to be perfectly honest, uh, this week I saw my wedding counselor. And the a co-host makes the like kind of nudge, nudge, wink, wink. <laughs> counselor, I hardly know her. <laughs> Well, I'm getting to that. Just wait one second. Ted, Jesus Christ, you're always jumping on. Okay. Now this became super interesting because for once, these these, uh, super nice button-down boys actually did, at least one of them, did something wild. We slowly, well, are we slowly revealing that they were actually lying before and they were all going all hookers and blow and that's their whole thing? No, no. I think that every now and then we just need to slip in like an actually crazy, shocking thing that these repressed, mousy people do. And I think a, a, a swinger party is perfect. And is it real? What? So he describes his, his swinger party, and his his partner is getting like increasingly more confused and concerned. And he's going like, what? And he said, I said it was minus 72 degrees or whatever. And that's not a real temperature. Uh, yeah, it should definitely. And I don't know if it should even actually be confirmed that it was a swinger party, like explicitly. But I think we should just like continue to implicitly hammer it in until the co-host just gets bored of questioning because he's kind of figured it out that this guy went to a swinger party. So that's why Ed's wife was walking funny. <laughs> It cuts to Ed's wife, and she's got one leg shorter than the other. <laughs> why are we? Why? Why are we doing or, that? Or she's literally a silly walker. Never mind. She's literally a silly okay. Walker. So on the day following a swinger party, she actually just develops the silly walk, but it's the kind. It's not a limp like you would have if you just happen to have a sore orifice. In fact, it is a silly walk, a genuine silly walk. Yeah, it's the one where you put your you turn your toes out, its heels together, and then you just rapidly hop everywhere. I, I don't know. I kind of liked the the actually. I think I liked every single walk that showed up in the Ministry of Silly Walk. The very long shoes. She's got very long shoes, and she walks at ninety degree <laughs> angles. But only on the day after the swinger party. If she walks silly all the time, there's no joke. And does it zoom out? And somebody's like, "Well, that seems highly unlikely." Well, that's an odd reaction. One of these days, you're going to have to smack me over the back of the head for that, kind of like specifically. Todd is going to have to smack Tucker? Yeah. I mean, he's tall enough to do it. He's in good position. The words start coming out of Tucker's mouth, and Todd just like whacks him over the back of the head with something. I don't know, like a menu, rolled up newspaper, palm of his hand. Doesn't matter. 
I stuff my beard in your mouth and I've just got the, the, the pokey face. That sounds totally horrifying. And I don't think I ever want to have to think about that. OK, how do we wrap up this? I mean, I feel like almost the do these jocks need more to their bit? Well, they they can have a series of like those things that start shocking sounding, but become increasingly benign as they're explained. The wrapping up is like coming to mostly conclusive proof that uh, one of these hosts actually did participate in a goddamn orgy. Well, now I'm sort of second guessing the entire thing, and I'm wondering if, well, maybe not, not if, definitely they should be actually recurring characters. And we should have multiple sketches in where in which we parody sort of recurring tropes of shock jocks. So maybe this is this one sketch. And then another one is them doing like a call in contest. And another one is them doing a prank. I don't know. Well, yeah, for sure. And uh, I, I wouldn't mind that like once per episode, despite most things turning out to be innocuous and dull at least one thing turning out to be legitimately shocking but like i always want it to be a subversion of the previous setup yeah i think that is so that is these guys each time they show up they're going to start doing a radio bit but it's a wholesome version of a traditionally shock jock bit uh everything has had the edges sanded off and it's all sterilized and softened whatever the word for that is i like sterilized there's a i always forget the word what what is the word that they use for when you make things like baby proof though when when you like not neuter but basically neuter (laughs) i thought it was sterilized but maybe it's not yeah sterilized works for, for what we're saying um they sterilize the shock shock bit with their wholesomeness and then at the end it starts taking a dark path but then so is this the there's a slow subversion and we reveal that something quite dark is actually going at play and then right at the end it quickly becomes bright and roses and we're not quite sure if what we just saw was real not sure what we just saw is real in what way we're not sure well yeah because i'm trying to figure out if we're if it's we're revealing so is one of the characters always the dark one no i think i think uh it should be kind of mixed around and I don't even know if two is the correct number. Maybe we need a third guy who's a little bit zany just to uh, even them out. Because I'm afraid they might actually be a little bit too soft, even though we eventually make it funny. We have we still have to get to the funny. But, but okay. to be fair, their bits technically start shocking and then work their way down into being normal. So if we do that correctly, it can still be funny by not meeting expectations is is the third one straight woman is that her other job i don't think this is this place is good for her i don't think it's meant for her is it somebody from our universe that exists already or are we coming up with a third character who i haven't is, decided yet is, if there should be a third person or if these two boys can have enough of a chemistry on their own oh that's what it is they'll they'll occasionally have guests they can just have like a guest. If we need a third person, they can have a guest. Okay, and the guest is like their straight person. <laughs> At least once their guest is going to be Stan and he's going to fucking disgust them. <laughs> it's going to be mouths agape. 
You know, honestly, Joe, I'm not really quite sure what to make of this. He's going to actually shock them. <laughs> They're just puking. <laughs> <laughs> One of them is has to like hook himself up to oxygen. <laughs> That's very funny. Stan walks out kind of like... Uh, uh, what's that? I don't even know what the words to describe the action. Wiping his hands off? Yeah, you, you dust your hands you know off. Mean? Yeah, he's dusting his hands off. Yeah, that's that's what I like to call the uh, I guess that's that. Oh, that is the I guess that's that. That's also literally American Sign Language for finished. <laughs> really? Yeah. I guess it is. Okay. Did you look it up? <laughs> yes, I did because I wanted to. I wanted to save a GIF of it for later. Oh well, yeah. Sign savvy and all those pages have loads of GIFs. So they, it's becoming darker. God, how do these end with somebody just staring in horror? Oh, you mean the one with Stan? I mean any of them. Like, how do we? We are discovering that actually this guy who seems quite wholesome and chipper. One of them is actually quite vile. And then, yeah, I'm there's, wondering there's how does that nothing end? vile about a swinger party. Those are consenting. Oh, adults. OK. You know, I'm yes, you're right. But what and it is, is wild way. and very unexpected of such a button down mousy man, which is the point. But it it it'll end. When I guess one of the other hosts is going to have to say you were all fucking each other. Well, so in, when they're specifically referring to a sex party, then yes, you were. So it's the guy says you were all fucking each other. I don't know. Does this end on kind of like the one one of them making kind of a similar statement every time? Because I think we are. Am I am I wrong in saying that we're proposing several different sketches that all go the same way? We're not, we kind discussed. of kind of, but they don't necessarily have to end the same way. And in fact, at least once. I would like the uh, their radio show to end because there was a car accident outside that just became more interesting to them than the radio show. So they kind of like... just forget that their own show is happening. But in this instance, uh, the other host is just going to basically say, you were all fucking each other, weren't you? And then there's like just like a shocked silence as his his he tried to keep it concealed, but now his partners figured it out. And uh, at the end of that shocking silence, he just plays one of the stupid sounds from the soundboard and then roll credits. Does, so does he say it sort of kind of dryly? He's like kind of bored and unimpressed. Like, you were all fucking each other, weren't you? Oh, well, in that case, it sounds like he's heard this before. Well, because I'm, I'm thinking because the because they're playing this game where they're making wholesome things sound like they're not wholesome. But then it's subverted at the end where he keeps making something that's not as wholesome sound like it's just a, a trip to the therapist or whatever it was. Right. Yeah. He's if making... anything, it was it was health related. So the the co-host is unimpressed and bored. Like, why are you wasting my time leading me down this path? Like, I see what you're trying to do, but you were all fucking each other, weren't you? Is is there any point at which this co-host is shocked, though? Like, does he figure it out partway through and then he gets progressively more bored as the like double entendres continue? Like he's like flinching, like he's he he starts interested, then he becomes like shocked, legitimately shocked. And then comes like the grotesque sort of fascination and interest, the same kind you have when you see a train wreck. You can't look away. So it's just suddenly very interested. 
but he's also kind of weirded out. And then eventually that too passes as the the whole scene continues and this guy continues to say more double entendres describing the scene of their group therapy. Oh, okay. I'm, so maybe it is. So it's cutting back and forth between them as one is telling the story and one is becoming maybe maybe just purely progressively more bored to the point where he's like filing his nails or whatever. Yeah, like the shock is over. Suddenly the morbid interest is over. Now all that's left is getting bored. And then as the guy trails off, he's like, are you done? And the guy's like, yeah, I guess. You were all fucking each other, weren't you? He doesn't even have to add the weren't you to the end of there. He can just make it a declarative statement. You were all fucking each other. Oh, and is that when a whole bunch of like uh, confetti and horns and balloons pop out and they're like, you guessed the magic. I was fucking everyone. Except that nobody wanted him to say that on radio. Oh, it starts flashing on the screen like I was sleeping with everyone and he's like kind of mad. He's like, you're supposed to keep it radio friendly. Whatever the case was, he wanted it to stay suggestive. And then but instead, instead of it being implicit, this co-host made it explicit and thus in turn shocked his other host. Okay. I okay yes I like that so he's like bored he's kind of like I get it you were fucking everyone and then the guy is taken aback like oh my god your language yeah pretty much and then there's like a beat and then he plays one of the sounds on the soundboard another awuga maybe and then that's the end or hmm now I'm trying to <laughs> no, I, these always turn into like cartoon scenes in my head he he goes to hit the soundboard and it makes like like jerking off noises and he's like oh shit well, fuck somebody's i meant to hit fingers somebody sticking their fingers in the mayo jar yeah that sound and so as that sound is happening he's like oh shit f- i mean sh- beep i mean awooga and he's like fumbling with the soundboards yeah i uh he's not quite familiar with his instrument panel there yet sorry this is new whatever the case is that that's where they shut her down oh do we cut to a technical difficulties hang in there screen well i i was interested in having him just play the awuga or some other sound maybe a cat call or some kind of whistle and then roll credits after he's made his co shocked with his language but uh we can definitely do a technical difficulties. I kind of like the cut, the cut to black. Awuga cut to black credits. It's it's uh, well, actually, at this point, it's almost as much of a cliche as the technical difficulties is. That that beat of silence followed by a, a particular noise or some kind of shouted exclamation. <laughs> I like the idea of there's kind of like a. And the other character goes, ow. And the other guy goes, oh, sorry. And then the awooga black. <laughs> awooga. Awooga cut to black. Ow. <laughs> sorry. Credits. I'm, I'm in. Yes. Okay. And that's wrapped up. That's wrapped up. And that is a two hour broadcast, everybody. Not including weird pauses in between. But those show up eventually anyways. Yeah, those are our technical difficulties, and there's nothing funny about them. <laughs> I mean, I'm laughing at them now, so there must be. Yeah, that's fair. All right. I uh, 
I think I'm all out of energy, and I think my actual real-life allergies are going to start bothering me. Oh, no. But for now, we're going we're gonna to outro. Yeah. Thank you, for everybody, for joining us this week. This has been another episode of the Tucker and Todd Show. I'm Todd. And I'm Tucker. And I'm Tuckered. I'm I'm also Tuckered. That's why they call me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's that. That wasn't as funny as you acted. <laughs> I was amused by it because I've heard it more times than anybody else. And you also noted last week that you would say it until it made sense. And being as I had said, Tucker, and you responded with, "That's why they call me Tuckered." I felt like it was the most appropriate so far, and so I, as you noticed, laughed. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for that very clinical breakdown. Top 10 breakdowns of all time. Go! All right, everybody. That's been a show. It was. Good night, Craig. Good night, Craig, and good night, everybody else. Thank you for tuning in. Awooga! Awooga! <laughs> Thank you for listening to this episode of the Tucker and Todd Show. If you want to reach out to the show, our email address is tuckertodpod at gmail.com or you can find us on Instagram at tuckertodshow. If you enjoyed the program, likes and thumbs and hearts and positive reviews go a long way to helping us keep making it. Tell your friends and be kind to one another. I'm Craig. Good night. Fuck Tucker, Tucker sucks. And fuck Tucker's friend Todd.